0: <laughs> and we are live, and Moan, this is the, the nature of the live show, is that we're doing this thing yesterday, and we're talking about how are they going to replace Cam Sutton, how are they going to do that, how are they going to do that, what ends up happening 10 seconds after the stream is done. <laughs> we looked at each other, You, I
1: looked at you, you looked at me, and we both looked at our phones like, what the heck is going on, DK?
0: And lo and behold, boom. Oh, man. Patrick Peterson is a member of the Steelers, and that's only starting now to scratch the surface moan before we get to everybody's questions and everything else and all the other Mm -hmm. hey moan fair let's let's do right by an eight-time pro bowl selection who is Mm -hmm. now wearing the black and gold in theory uh you know what are your thoughts first of all just on, on on patrick peterson and his career
1: it's exactly number one heck of a football player i remember him coming out i remember watching him i remember when he was with arizona how Coach T held this guy at a high standard when it came down to the play that he has, man. His pedigree is the NFL and football deep. Um, As as far as they go, Brian McFadden and him are cousins. um, He's a guy that has a very high pedigree when it comes down to the game. But this also lends ourselves also to DK to speak about what exactly his signing means. We spoke about this when it came down to uh, Cam Sutton. We said our focus, in my opinion, now shifts when it comes down to the draft. And Patrick Peterson also solidifies that for me, too. That means you're probably going to go after a young corner or something like that because you got a vet guy like him. You got a veteran in Minka. What better group to surround a young guy around than with those types of guys? In my opinion, if Minka keeps it up, probably going to end up being a Hall of Famer in some capacity. He's playing well enough to be very respected, highly regarded in that conversation gotta stack up more years pat peterson to me if not a first ballot dk he gets in on the second ballot no later than the third ballot when it comes down to his body of work in the nfl you can't say that he wasn't one of those island guys dk when it came down to patrick peterson pretty much shutting down one side of the field
0: oh there's no question about that and when when you talk about Uh, guys who have been among the better secondary performers in the National Football League over the past decade, he's on a very, very short list. Oh, yeah. Uh, And for him to be with the Steelers, A, is from a name standpoint alone a little bit overwhelming, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But it also kind of confuses things in my head because he is the age that he is, okay? And that is really, really old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In cornerback years. And so when I look at Cam Sutton and I look at the fact that he's completely replacing Cam Sutton, other yeah. than in, in the cap space, Cam would have taken up a lot more, obviously. Mm-hmm. I see a couple things. One is that okay, Cam's not Patrick Peterson. Okay? No, no. H- however, Patrick Peterson doesn't have Cam's age and doesn't have the also doesn't have the ability to go jump inside. That's going to be a thing that the Steelers are going to have to address separately because they clearly did not trust Arthur Millette in certain coverage situations because they kept bringing Cam Sutton to the inside. So I I almost feel like we need to see, as ridiculous as it sounds, we need to see Patrick Peterson come into Latrobe and show everybody, hey, I'm still the player that the Vikings had this past season, which would be plenty good enough. Yes, it Plenty would, man. good enough. You know what
1: I mean? And, and my thing with Patrick Peterson is this, DK. He's, um, he's a guy that we spoke about yesterday without even speaking about him. To me, you're getting coverage, DK. I think this attack right now is going at two teams in our division, specifically Cincinnati and specifically Cleveland for that matter, DK, because they are the passing threat to get you past – the, the loophole of trying to get into winning your division year after year. And that's where I see the significance or the value in signing a guy like that. And I'll just say this too: as far as his age goes, guys trained different. You know, I've been saying that for a very long time. He's a guy that knock on wood, man, hadn't had oh. anything crazy happen. And he's he's available. So that's where I look in and say to myself, a level of consistency, a level of play, even if there is a slight bit of a drop-off. You still get some quality, and you still going to have some guys. This is my thing that I've always noticed too. It's not many quarterbacks that are going to go at that name guy because that guy got that name for a reason. Yeah. Whether Patrick Peterson, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Darrell Revis, all of those types of dudes get a name for a reason, and they hardly ever got that. Have we ever seen Richard Sherman get picked on like this? No. We haven't, have we? No. And and it's I think funny how that point.
0: works too because. The the film and everything else would suggest that obviously Richard Sherman, like every other human, right, had a peak and then fell off a little bit. Uh, but the name, the name hung. You know, the same thing went for you know Darrell Rivas, Ty Law, these guys that have, that have been. Uh, I'm just dropping it. I'll equip it. No. Well, we
1: know yeah. these names, <laughs> but yeah, but
0: but we know them and 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 we respect them and the respect that was had for them. Never faded. Never never faded. faded. That's the same way you can recycle a quarter.
1: And I say this, and I know one is not like the other, but Brady, the conversation of him still being able to come back. Why? Because he's the name. And I'll say this, as long as Patrick Peterson plays above the line, as Coach T liked to say, there is no in-between either above the line or below the line. If he's above the line, this is a valuable signing for us as a team.
0: Yeah, to me, the strongest example – was that in Ben's final two seasons? Okay, when we would do these coaches' calls in the middle of the week with the other mm-hmm. team's head coach and the players, and all they would talk about is Ben's mobility and how you would just f- fall off Ben and you would you try to tackle him, but he's still slippery. No. No, he actually wasn't at that stage. (laughs) Take it it from this guy over here. He wasn't at that stage.
1: No, he wasn't. But this is the thing, though, too, when it came down to Ben. That matter of them wanting to still get after him because he was Big Ben, it doesn't leave you whatsoever, DK. And that's the beauty of having a guy like Patrick Peterson uh, being signed. What is it going to look like? Because you know we play a different style of ball in Pittsburgh. And I think we both found out yesterday He can't ask for the number seven either, DK. (laughs) (laughs) Do you believe that became a thing? Like even for an hour (laughs) on the internet? (laughs) Those quick edits, man, from players trying to put their name, I mean, put their jersey over certain numbers. He learned out the heart. But yes, they still a nation does not play about number
0: seven. If you're watching our live show for the first time, the way this works, if you'd like to be one of those happy people that are popping up on the bottom and participating, go over to YouTube Live go to Facebook and just leave a comment. And when we come back here on the Ramon Foster show, we're going to take your questions and comments and criticisms and everything else. At DK Pittsburgh sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now that connection stronger than ever introducing our all new state of the art app, find expert inside reporting and original podcasts, check live box scores, track the latest stats, Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. This portion of the Ramon Foster show is always brought to you by the Get Go Cafe and Market, where how many expert chefs, Moan? Three three it takes three of them to fine-tune every detail so that every sub burger salad wrap drink and app is crafted for crave ability order your favorite entry at the get-go cafe and market today we're going to get started here with matt hanford over in england he says hey moan see that's how you do it even in like he it traversed the ocean yeah <laughs> do you think that presley harvin the third will make the grade this year or might we be looking for a new punter
1: uh, very good question. We hardly ever get many uh, <laughs> specialist uh, questions other than field goal and extra point. Uh, but Presley, I, I'll say this, he's, he's got to show and prove. He does. His level of consistency and hang time and directional kicking must be elevated this year. It was cute last year. It was awesome. The team supported him and everything that he needed. But, y'all, I'll say this. The football world is a very sticky business. Do you understand me? And I think if, if we're getting anything less than, than what we expect out of him moving forward, he will be in a competition when it comes down to it because field positioning, especially when it comes to special teams and defensive holding their end of the bargain, DK, that is big time. I'm telling you, that is so freaking huge, man. So, yeah, I think he has, he gets a little bit of pressure this year.
0: Brent comes up with the irrational request here to for you to give a flex. Flex. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not what it used to be, but it's still there. <laughs> I like it. S- staying in England, Owen says, Steelers free agency so far has been underwhelming. Peterson's too old. The Google guard. I don't even know what that means. So much so much linebacker talent missed. Owen is down, Moan. How can you pick it him is. up? He is.
1: Owen, all the way from the UK, my brother. Listen, we're always like this. Teams that are spending a whole lot of money right now means they're trying to become competitive. You are fans of a team that has a a standard, and it's not to sound cliche, but there is a level of consistency inside the locker room. We as players always used to snooze when it came down to to this time of the year because it wasn't going to be much traction. You knew if there was a contract issue, they were going to get it signed, or the guys that they really wanted back, eventually they're going to get extended that contract. So, that's just how it go. Oh, I love that too, Justin. Work.
0: <laughs> what did Dude. you call it, Brittsburg? <laughs> I, I love it. That is great. Here, Eric says, "Hey, Moan. What does newly acquired Nate Herbig bring to the offensive line?" And that obviously was the the signing uh, mm-hmm. for today. And it is, by the way, before before you get you get to Ramon here, uh, something that. Both of us on this show had been forecasting for a yep. while that this would not, you would not see them chasing replacements for their yep. starters. You would be seeking support. Yes, 100%. Will there be a situation where
1: they, they, you know, one of the starters, and I'll probably just put a name on it because everybody else is kind of paid up. And uh, Nate plays uh, guard primarily. This will probably be a push to Dotson, at least at the minimum. At, at the minimum when it comes down to it. We spoke about this, what was it, yesterday, DK? We there did. There has to be depth added to this offensive line. This isn't a big splash. This is a guy that's been in the league for, I think, almost five years now when it comes down to him, Herbic, Um, and, and now he's in a position to get some good backup money. That is backup guard money in the NFL. And I think that's solid. That line, y'all, I think, let me say this. You don't catch a line that only has one player miss one snap. As far oh. as the starters go, that doesn't happen. That's rare. So you need depth, man.
0: Yeah, no question about that. David sends love from Israel. We're the whole international stuff. It's uh it's fun to have the kind of the the scope, and take yeah. advantage of the scope that Steelers Nation has, and because it's, mm-hmm. it's not just obviously it's not just Pittsburgh. It's not just the United States. It's the planet. Yeah, you know? yeah, it is seriously. Uh. Brent says, funny mentioning Britsburg with Ted Lasso back tomorrow. Yeah, I'm a Ted Lasso fan too myself. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Nation asks, uh, would Taylor Lewan be a good signing for one more lineman? No. Why is that? You would know Taylor.
1: Yeah, Taylor's already in retirement mode when it comes down to uh, where he has his body at at this point. I can't see him bulking up. Uh, over the course of the summer to get back to playing Mo. Everybody I know around him in Nashville has pretty much said he's dropped a lot of weight when it comes down to uh, his next uh, phase in his life. So I, I doubt that being the case. He is uh, playing with different fan bases by saying, hey, would you guys consider me? But I, it's hard for people to – for players to say I'm done. And I think that's probably what he's dealing with a little bit. Guys are very finicky when it comes to that type of stuff, D.K.,
0: hmm. Tycho asks, do you think Patrick Peterson can teach the Steelers how to draft and develop future DBs via his play? This may be a bigger role for him than actually actually playing too, uh,
1: TBC, uh, because this is the thing. It's only so much a coach can tell a guy as far as how to play the position. But when you have a very respected veteran like Patrick Peterson in your room, and me personally, DK, unless something changed, I think we're going after first-round corner in some capacity. And with, getting with, there. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. And when you have a guy like him that can speak player to player and, and give them an understanding, hey, look, I made that same mistake. It's okay. Just keep going. Like the coaches can coach and talk to you and have you watch film all day long, but nothing matters more than how your teammates accept you and how they feel about you as a player. I'm telling you this move, I think can catapult whoever the young guy's going to be moving forward. When it comes down to me thinking they're going to draft the first round corner.
0: Thanks to my brother, George Vukovic there for the nice, the nice words. And Georgie boy. <laughs> Danny says oh no you didn't bring this up Danny says hey Moan did DK ever report something that you didn't like DK speaks the truth and sometimes that's tough to hear
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, that's interesting you know what I don't know if DK did but this is my and I'm sure you probably have but this is my thing if you did or did not you came right back into the locker room the very next day it was never an issue I, I guys have issues with, with reporters that say stuff but never come inside the locker room. You could never de- take that away from DK when it came down to writing the hard articles or um, what they see on film. That's one thing that guys respect. If you say something, come in there and tell me at least if I have a question for you. DK always is in the locker room.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things. My, my mercurial relationship that I had with Mike Mitchell was was a perfect example Mike Mitch read everything and early on when, when things weren't going well for him and I kept making these references to how he couldn't get his hand on the football, that he had no PDs like 10, 12 times and he just lost it at one point. And I was still in there. And uh, Bert Louton head of media relations comes up and says, Hey, hey you know, Mike Mitch would like to talk. Let's take it out in the hallway so that there's no, you know, Ryan Leaf scene or something like that. We talked it out. Everything was fine. A relationship with him never changed. As long as he knew that I wasn't picking on him and yeah. that I was in the room, I-, I can say that in your final season, yeah, you were not your peak self. You'd be no. the first one to admit that. And I knew it. I said it time and time again. They allowed us
1: to stay together probably a year or two longer. A year or two longer, yeah. And, and I'm
0: appreciative of it, though. I'll say that. And I and I would reference it in the writing. It was respectful. It was, it was performance-based. It wasn't effort. Because a person is around long enough, you understand whether they've just kind of, quote, unquote, lost it or whether they're not trying hard. That's a very, yeah. very big difference here. Uh, yeah. I love this one here from Brian. He says, hey, Moan. Boy, is this good! Patrick Peterson said the game has slowed for him, and he's more of a cerebral player now. I mean, he relies on his brain as much mm-hmm. as anything else. Which you don't—you know, you think of that position, and it feels like it's so mm-hmm. raw. From they got to, you know, everybody's got to no. be able to run a three-point-zero forty or something. Um, did that <laughs> happen for you?
1: It, it did, uh, and I'll say this as a player:
0: it should slow down for you. I
1: give it about year five to six is when the game really. There's not much you hadn't seen when it comes down to your career. Uh, guys who 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 find that mode of saying, "Look, I know what they're gonna do before they're gonna do it." They stick around for that long. You become crafting your movements, even if you just so happen to you lose a, uh, a you know a tick in your speed and your time. The cerebral aspect of being able to play the game. Makes up for that, so yeah, I agree with that. When it comes down to a guy like Patrick Peterson, you can't be. I know we get labeled as 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 uh, the Andretthals when it comes down to a caveman. Right. But guys are very smart when it comes to that. When it comes to their craft.
0: Oh man, Mitch says I fed my koala early this morning so I could catch Haymon live. This is your, and then he puts a little Australian flag there at the end. We get it, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, that's a, that's a flex right there, Mitch. You, you fed your koala, I didn't even though you could have them as pets. We absolutely get it here. Alex says, hey, Bone, sending much love from Germany. What is going on here today? It's a takeover. It An is. An invasion. Do you expect to see Larry Ogunjobi back in Pittsburgh in 2023? um that's tough because you got to see what larry's mark is going to be i think larry's in a position
1: where he's at two tails right now one knowing pittsburgh can take care of him because of his injuries and because he's a seasoned vet now so it's valuing that the other aspect of the, uh, larry Ogan jovi is this this is his next time getting to free agency somewhat healthy where's the money gonna be for him like he really got to make that decision especially when he's gone from one team to another. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. he's not locked into the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like if the the check is high somewhere else, I can see a guy like him who's in that range of what is it? Five to seven years going somewhere else for the
0: bag. You know, Larry, Larry is a funny case, too, because Larry and he and I had a talk very late in this past season. And you can tell when somebody gets a little bit tired of moving around. He's moved around yeah, way more than most do for the first five, seven years of an NFL career. Usually that happens a lot later. He wants to stay. He wants okay. to stay. And he feels like he proved himself to the Steelers. We'll see how that, that pans out. James is getting greedy here. He says, if we're not able to sign Ogunjobi, how about Calais Campbell? If anybody who doesn't know, Calais was just uh, – he was cut by the Ravens. Yeah. It was a cap cut. and They made that clear in the press release, leaving the door open to Calais returning. But uh, you want to, like you were talking about earlier in the show, there are names. There are names, but there are that's, names.
1: That, that's one when it comes down to uh, defensive line. I wouldn't necessarily want to go at that, especially when you're not as stacked as you need to, as far as trying to get guys that can be every down guys. I don't think Calais is at that point where he wants to be in every down defensive line, man. And that's where you got to kind of find the issue in yourself. Like, give me Larry Ogan Jovi before you give me Calais Campbell. And I love Calais as a player, but Pittsburgh needs a rep after rep type of guy instead of a situational defensive lineman.
0: Yeah, no question about that here. Uh, Brent says, hey, Moan, have you watched Mike Tomlin on Ben Roethlisberger's YouTube show yet? I wanted to know your thoughts on him identifying the 2010 defense being the best. I
1: hadn't seen it, but I agree with him before we even go any further. That defense carried us. In a lot of different ways. That was also where (laughs) that 2010 era is about where this 2021, two and three offense is for us. Same situation, hoping and praying that you grow up in enough time to really seize the moments where the offense and the defense are on the same page. We were really good, but we weren't on the same page offensively. We couldn't get it going the way we needed to. Week in and week out. There'd be times where we'd be praying, please play Renegade so somebody go get a turnover for us because we can't make anything happen. That's what the 2010 defense was. Am I right, DK, on that one?
0: Oh, it it was – you know, I haven't seen the whole show, but I have a couple things to say about it. One, um, the the part that I did see the snippet of it uh, that made it onto Twitter was Tomlin saying that the 2010 defense not only was the Steelers' best but also just basically changed the game. Because he, he, they, he, he referred to them, oh, what was the exact term? Maybe somebody who's watching live can help me out. It was, it was like, oh, a street fight. He just said that that's, yeah. that's all they were doing out there. And, and they had to change the rules in order to protect <laughs> other teams from developing a defense like that. The other one that I just have to throw in here. I cannot believe how good Ben's gotten at this. And for anybody who thinks, oh, it's a competition. It's a competition. No, it's a no. big YouTube, man. No. You know? uh, Ben's gotten really, really good at this really, really fast. You know, yeah, He has,
1: and I love it because his perspective is way different than almost anybody else's. Not many times a Hall of Fame quarterback does this this no. soon after his career. So it's good that we all get a piece of that now.
0: No, I, I, I totally agree with you on that. Dwayne says – Hey, Moan, I'm going to need you all to get Coach T. How do you let Ben beat you guys? See, right after right after he said it's not a competition here, Dwayne comes in and there's this, this finger <laughs> wagging at us. I know, I know, no.
1: It's all good. There's no there's no telling how backlogged that uh, interview was, number one. Uh, but I don't want to bother him right now because right now it's draft season. So we'll get them post-OTAs or middle OTAs or something like that. This is a busy time of the year. We're talking about free agency here, guys.
0: Yeah, 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 here. Uh, Greg says that he loves you, Moan. See uh, see how that goes? I and Dwayne, that. Dwayne does come through with the, the explanation. He said that they, they changed the rules for player safety. Yeah. They, yeah. I'm
1: telling y'all, if y'all could have went inside those uh, locker rooms and meeting rooms with us, like, there wasn't anything like a bounty, but there was just a, a, a an affinity for just violence. And, it, mm-hmm. like, it made us better. Like, that was also the birth, honestly of brett kiesel because of what he brought to that you remember that Keisel took off because he was just dogging folks behind that defense
0: yeah it's funny how that works there's a certain matchup or a certain type of player that yeah. fits a certain generation or a certain trend uh, i can think of guys like like hokey bro is one of them yeah okay where you, you put chris hoke in a In a combine setting, (laughs) no, he wouldn't be your You wouldn't even look at him. Right. You'd think he was there to help out. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But he comes into that era and he does that stuff that he does, and and it's 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 different. You know, you and Vinny were talking about it.
1: Yeah. No. it it, it, it finds a way of of really showing itself. And Pittsburgh to me is a breathing ground for that more than other organizations, DK. I I, I think I can say that with a lot of confidence.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, Justin has a problem, Moan. He says, hey, Moan, my boss wants to know why I'm no longer available (laughs) from four to four 30. I tell him for personal reasons that he don't have to worry about. Yeah. I'll write you an excuse (laughs) at the end of this. That's it here. It wouldn't be a a pre-draft show. Without somebody bringing up Jordan Addison, the Matthew Mamone says, "I know, I, I do the same thing." Hey, Moan, if Addison is there at seventeen, do they take him to make Kenny happy?
1: This wide receiver class is so polarizing. Some love it, some hate it, some don't care about it. Some say they're going to be very, like, very good role players. I like Addison. Also, of course, you see me with my orange on. I like uh, Jalen Hyatt too. There are some guys in this group that are really good. They got speed. They got hands. But what I appreciate about this group right here, almost all of these guys that are in it have caught a lot of footballs. One thing I've learned in this league is go for the guys that have a knack for getting the ball in their hands. These guys do. Addison has also come out and said that, hey, it wouldn't be bad for me to go to Pittsburgh. Well, that's also because Pittsburgh is picking at 17. I love to be a 1st round at 17, too. But the relationship <laughs> – that they have, whether it be seventeen or thirty-two, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Now, imagine Deontay, George, and friggin' Jordan Addison with Pat. That does sound quite dangerous, DK. But again, I'm not opposed to it.
0: Yeah, I think you do that if you trade Deontay Johnson, and I think, or if you do draft Jordan Addison, which I don't think they're going to do. Uh, look at all of their interviews. Look at all the the, the, the guys that they focused on. Mo, and you were down there with them. In Mobile, Alabama, uh, you were on the field with them, and I, I never once heard you say, "Oh yeah, they sound really interested in this particular wide receiver
1: well, and it wasn't much down there either uh, mm-hmm. but I'll say this have trust in Pittsburgh that they always find a wide receiver I have fans of other of uh, of other teams asking me, how do you always find these wide receivers?" We always do I don't know what their their criteria is, but they always seem to find whether it's Jordan Addison or somebody else
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, Juju, Chase, everybody. Mike Jones says, hey, Moan and DK, do we take Nolan Smith at 32 because of the injuries and that graceful speed in the 40 and move him to inside linebacker, smart player, hungry, and determined, sideline to sideline maybe? I'll start this one, Moan. My feeling is that this team is now probably more poised than ever. To end up with an inside linebacker, yeah. Somewhere in these first three picks, um, mm-hmm. you've probably heard mention today of guys that they've been interviewing. They happen to be inside linebackers. Um, there is a perpetual search for Ryan Shazier somewhere. Still, it is. It still,
1: is. <laughs> we've even had safeties try to play linebacker in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. W- with that being said. Nolan Smith, to me, I think is probably top half of the draft. Him running, what was a 4-3-9, whatever it was? It's any That's the measurable that everybody's looking for. Will he be a middle linebacker? I don't know if he's that comfortable in the middle like that, watching him at Georgia. My thing is this. If you say, man, this guy can be Michael Parsons, well, a lot of people didn't realize Michael Parsons is going to be that way either, being an outside rusher, inside rusher. Can Pittsburgh have that rover floating type of dude as a young guy? Uh, That's tough. Mike Jones, I honestly just don't think he's going to be there. I love to have the talent,
0: though. Yeah, that's that's one of those. uh, Mike Tomlin refers to those players as rare air whenever he gets into there. You've heard that. You've heard him use that. Um, That was that was the way he described Shazier upon his drafting. Yeah, uh, it was it was rare air. Uh, S- Sam's Bros says, so many people are harping on why didn't the Steelers get a linebacker? Why didn't they get a linebacker? Ad nauseum, Lord! It's only day two. People give Con a chance. <laughs> yeah, it's day two. I get that, but I also get if you looked at the remaining board. Yeah. I mean, it it goes like this now every day. It you does.
1: know, it does. And now you're gonna find yourself getting some of those favorable deals done where guys get a two for. Ten, uh, I saw a cat, uh, cat yesterday go, get two for eleven and go to Miami. Like that's what you're looking for right now, and and this is also where we're at too. Is where I look at the Patrick Peterson situation is that's not long term. I think Pittsburgh is in the business of doing something long term when you speak about those positions. Am I right, DK? Like, oh yeah, Simon oh, yeah. Kerbig earlier today was a two to three year, um, two to three year depth non starter role you feel me? Like, that's where I, I see that one. Yeah.
0: I do completely. You're going to love this one here. We're, we Let's can see. only take a couple more today. Uh, Brian says, hey, Moan, why do people hate Deontay?
1: Oh, uh, because you expect him to do his job more consistently. he has certain situational plays that aren't situational to him. That's why. What You see him running backwards. You question, oh, is he tough? You see him drop the ball because he's trying to get up the field. Oh, just catch the frigging ball. His wide receiver mistakes, I think, is what bothers people the wrong way. I love Deontay as a player uh, and as, I mean, just as as a teammate. He's really good It's just refining his role. You know one of those things where you see yourself doing too much? I think that's what it is. Pittsburgh Toddy said it right. Drops and running backwards. People Mm -hmm. hate saying that on the football field unless you're a scrambling quarterback.
0: Yeah, I I will say in Deontay's defense that off the field, and I'm sure you're going to agree with me on this one, this is a pretty good dude. Really good dude. He he, he does some stuff out there that makes you nuts, uh, some of which some of you are bringing up here. I got one.
1: Uh, No, no, no. I wouldn't go that far James Lawson. Deontay doesn't have – Yeah, he does. He does. You got to think. He went from being the youngest dude in the room to the oldest too. So him navigating this. Just like that. Himself – Deontay set out early in his career, DK, to be the guy. And I got to give it to him whether he's one or two, he is specifically in Pittsburgh because his salary says so right now. When I saw him this past year after I saw you at the shop, uh, he came up to me and he smiled. And I was just like, I told you it was going to happen. He was like, you did. He was like, and I'm making it happen. Like his goals to get to that point, I've always had a a really good relationship with Deontay. And I think last year – reshifting of that room kind of you know moves it in a different way he got to grow up a little bit more though as far as his career as a player on the field but he got it in
0: yeah I, I mean and and it's not ne- one thing to never ever do my friends in general is when a player gets overpaid police don't hold it against the player okay if it, it, Listen, you if I if I told you right now every one of you who's watching this show, you could come work for DK Pittsburgh Sports and we would pay you 900 grand a year to tweet about the Steelers. Yeah. And you come in and you are the worst tweeter we ever had. <laughs> okay? Like we don't even have tweeters, but we we would have a tweeter and you would be terrible at it. Yeah, should people hate you or should they be yeah. mad at me? for blowing almost a million bucks on a, on a lousy tweeter. You know, that's completely my fault.
1: Yeah, no, DK. I, I got one real quick, too. Bron Powell asked this some earlier. Hey, Mo, does the signing of Jets' uh, old guard today mean Kendrick Green will be cut? I'll say this. Kendrick Green, got he got to go. I and mean, He's got to go fast because I believe Kirby is a guy that can probably play center. If he don't find a position really fast, DK – then you're going to find yourself as a camp cut at that point. And he's got zero to hardly any film on him you post his rookie year. That ain't a good look.
0: No, I agree with you on that one. This is uh, – Herbert, I'm going to say his name, Herbert. Yeah, well, let's uh, – yeah, I mean – and again, that's not picking on Kendrick Green. It's not that we don't like him or anything like that. There's nothing not to like about young Kendrick Green, okay? Oh. And Kendrick Green, somebody went to his school – and watched him playing another position and said, yeah, let's make him a center. Oh, and then let's give him Marquise's number and then let's just have him start right away. That's not on Kendrick green, you know, maybe. Go ahead. It it, it takes about
1: two, three years for starting NFL linemen to kind of get it together. When it comes down to understanding the game, get their footing underneath them. I promise you, most guys in the trenches don't come out a uh, 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 gift wrap to start in and, and year one like that. It just doesn't happen that quick. It's no excuse whatsoever. But as DK gave you the entire scenario of uh, Pouncy's number, drafted at his position, snapping for Ben. Like, I, I mean, it's so much that goes into it. No.
0: I, I haven't felt more w- worse for a player in any setting that I've covered in a while than I have for Kendrick Green. Uh let, here's a perfect place to end today's show here. Uh the pef says, Hey Moan, what is the feeling like when you lose a player and a friend to free agency? Even though your line stayed intact, yeah. Uh, you know, Marcus Gilbert oh, ended up once on somewhere. I else. got one. Go the ahead. one that
1: really got me the most, truthfully, it was mm-hmm. two. It was two. Mike Wallace and mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders. Those two dudes, because I knew what Fast they could money. Be. Fast, Fast money. Fast money, in Bugatti it. boys. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I, whichever one they were, those two got me because I knew what they, how good they were, but I understood the business. I was just like, I was hoping in some capacity that they could keep those guys inside of that building. And both went on. Mike has the longest play in Baltimore history against us. And he went on to, go, go, to get a Super Bowl. I think he may have played in three Super Bowls, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So he's got one. Those two guys right there are really just like ah I'd love to have him inside that building.
0: Yeah, it's uh Dwayne's trying to vie for that Twitter job. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him we'll get him we'll get him a curate uh, pod for coffee, DK. Yeah. Jeff thinks <laughs> Jeff here thinks I'm underpaying it only. At only nine million. It wasn't nine million, it was nine hundred <laughs> grand. And and see what happens here? You you float out an idea like this, and people think it's real. Oh, um, no. Hey, listen, we appreciate the show. Today, though, before we go, yeah. all of you are required right now to go check your Twitters and everything else to make sure that Patrick Peterson didn't sign again <laughs> ten seconds after we <laughs> sign off. So get to it. Get to it. I'm going to put a 30-second countdown here on the process while we all check. There's um, no more signings just yet, DK. <laughs> Brian Jonker points out that we have 550 people on our live stream right now. That is double the highest figure we've ever had. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, wow. So thank yeah. you for that, uh, first of all. That that makes it fun. Absolutely, man. DK,
1: any 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 uh surprise signings after the uh, league hours end? Is that what we're good to go, you think?
0: Yeah, I think so. Patrick Mason points Casey. out that we didn't okay. mention DeMonte Casey, and we should have. Uh, DeMonte Casey is the real deal. Ramon and I brought up yesterday that he might be retained for the three. Yeah. For the three safety formation, which would be yep. kind of nice. Uh, so, I, uh, I oh, this we one we missed one here. Too. We missed one here. Kevlar says – Ramon Foster just signed with the sealer. There's that further left guard depth. Uh, (laughs) If I did, it's going to be for a front
1: office job, DK. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I see a lot of people dropping this one, too, man, the the pre-one. I'm monitoring that one, man. I'd love to see that one kind of happen sometime soon. Uh, I do know Bud is open to it. Boy, it would be good to get that band back together with him and Highsmith along with the ride, too. In that
0: rotation, three-edge rusher rotation. That'd be awfully nice. All right, guys, let's do it again tomorrow. I'm here if you are, DK. That's That's what's good.